Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? We are coming to you on a Monday night after, uh, I guess it's halftime now of the Geno Smith show. A crazy week one, late finishes everywhere, um, a tie, and a couple upsets. I mean, a madness week one. We're going to get into all of it. Have a couple new segments for you. Try and do something different. Why not? Uh, and, uh, I mean, Justin, this is kind of for you today. So, I'm, I, do I even have to ask? I guess I do. It's part of the show. Justin, are you ready? Zach, I'm one to know. Wow. I wish I could say that. Burke, take it away. Yeah. I be going hard every day, shooting far. NBA, NFL, on replay, MLB, major wave, other artists, minor league. I wish we could stop and see who was in your top five. Scratch that, top three. MJ, LeBron, and every other discussion. Cross you up while the shooter in the corner be cutting. No, I'm new to the game. Called is my introduction. While these topics hitting harder than the snare and percussion. Why do all these other sports opinions always go and lack facts? Only real place left to listen. How about that? Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the How About That podcast presented by Face Value Clothing. Go check them out, facevalueclothing.com. Zach, it's a movement. I was walking down the street in the city yesterday, and guess what I saw? What'd you see? I saw some lovely lady wearing the Face Value cloud hat that just released a couple weeks ago. You can get yours at facevalueclothing.com. That and much more. Get yourself ready for Lumineer season because it felt like Lumineer season today. It did. Under 70, a little dreary, some rain here and there, cool weather. Most people are like, ugh. Summer's over. I'm like, ugh, Lumineer season is here, and it's here to stay, and I love it, but you need face value clothing to be prepared for it. Zach, week one is behind us. Yeah. It's it's kind of – it's weird. It's weird to be where we are right now. Uh, I feel like the emotions that we have most would – including us, would have thought it would be the other way around. Um, but, you know, that's NFL football. That's week one. It's overreaction city. We're here to take all our talk, all the overreactions with you guys. But Zach, I I want to start it out with a fun fact just sure. to get things rolling. Yeah. Did you know that no AFC South team won today? I mean won yesterday and two teams face each other? I can't believe you just do this. Right <laughs> I, I just do this because it's so funny to have NFL Twitter back. I knew it was going to make you mad, but it's so funny to have NFL Twitter back where when you're a fan and you're, t- you're texting and you laugh out loud, NFL Twitter, when your team has a fact like that, is the most annoying thing in the world because everybody says it. I heard it on 80 podcasts today. I saw 100 tweets yesterday about it, and I thought it'd only be right to start this podcast off with that fun fact. All right. <laughs> I wanted a reaction from you, but I did not expect. I, obviously, I, yeah. I was trying to figure out how to start the I, show, and I was like, I go a yeah, lot of ways. But I, I thought, thought you were. Gonna, I, I didn't expect that. That hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah you know what? It, it happened. <laughs> but guess what? We're in, we're in first place, so suck it. Um, Amen, brother. <sighs> all right. Well, let's get into it. Um, so Justin and I are gonna do a couple different things yep. for the review shows. Um, we're gonna keep track of our picks. We're just doing, you know, who's gonna win. Uh, probably a little steak dinner at the end of it, some type of goal type bet like they yeah. used to do to decide it. Justin had a really good week uh, for week one, I would say. He went 7-5-1. Yeah, it could um, be better, but we'll take it. 
Wait, seven, five, and one. Is that, I think I messed up somewhere. Yeah, there's there there was sixteen games. Mm. What did you have your record as? I think you only lost five, and I lost seven. I think that's what the difference was. Yeah, so I went. 10, 5, and 1. You went you 9, 5, and 1 with one game to go. Yeah, 9, 5, and 1, one game pending. And, and you are, what would that be? 8, 7, and 1, one yes. game pending. Yes. Right. No. 7, 7, and 1. Seven, 7, 7, and 1. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Justin got me there. Had a, good, had a good week. Had a couple upsets, including obviously his own team helped that one. Yep. Um, one that he had to start things off was the Bills. Bills win in a game that was 31 to 10. Probably could have been closer to 50 to 10. Yeah. I mean, what a show. What an absolute show from Buffalo. Yeah, for Buffalo, coming in as everyone's saying, like, it's Super Bowl or bust for you guys. Like, and it truly is after everything they've built. To have a performance like that against the, you know, the team that put the banner up, um, I, I think that's it's, – it's what a way to start the year. Week one, come out with a power punch. They, they have a pretty easy schedule. Games like this are going to matter for us when it comes to November, thinking about, all right, what have they done against the better teams in the league? And they just put it to it – Put it to Los Angeles right away. And for the Rams, uh, personally, the reason why I picked the Bills, I thought it'd be a closer game. I thought it'd be low scoring, and I guess it, I mean, the under did hit, but I thought it'd be a closer game. My questions with the Rams were how is Stafford going to look? He looked terrible. Terrible. I was going to question, um, you know, what were the receiver core going to look like with the no Van Jefferson and the loss of Odell? Terrible. Terrible. Besides Cooper Cup, obviously. And like Higby, like there was just a lot of drops going on. Like I, they could have, they had drive stall multiple times because of dropped uh, passes. And then also one that I didn't think about talking about until literally the ball snapped, which I don't know how I never thought about it, Andrew Whitworth. Yeah. Gone, and it showed seven sacks. Yeah, we didn't put enough into that. Seven sacks. Yeah. Uh, Total beatdown. Panic button isn't on LA yet. No. But it's not, like, completely okay. You know, they they have some serious issues. Yeah. I think Allen Robinson and some other guys, I think that will get better over time. But the offensive, like Jalen Ramsey, won't play that bad again. No. Uh, but the offensive line is a real issue. And uh, for the Bills, yeah. I mean, I thought Chris Collinsworth said it really well at one point. Like, Jamison Crowder is their receiver three. And every time the Rams went zone, he, Josh and him just found this little spot every single time. He yeah. really did a good job of replacing Beasley. Gabe Davis is going to have these Will Fuller stat lines where he's going to have one big catch. Uh, and then Diggs is everything else. And, I mean, and then also that, who is it, Emmanuel, um, number six. I can't name his name. Uh, um, Emmanuel something or something Emmanuel. But it's just like like when you went when you go down. I don't know why I can't think of his name. It's number six. Yeah, he scored a touchdown. Yeah, um, but just when you, he was making Isaiah plays, McKenzie. Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, when you're just you know going down, like you think about the difference of the Rams versus the Bills in that game. I mean, there was a lot of them, but one of them was the besides Cooper Cup, and you went down the list of receiving targets for Stafford. None of them made a play. When you go down the list for Josh Allen, every single player on that team, when it comes to that receiving core, made a play. Yep. Every single one of them had a moment in that game where it was like, that was a big play for Buffalo at the time. All of them did it. So it's, you know, when you're watching film to prepare for this team, it's like, well, what do we do? If we take away Diggs, or you try to take away Diggs, there's still these countless amount of options you have. They ran the ball well, too. Devin Singletary looked good. Yeah, Devin Singletary, I think, looked probably the best I've seen as a Buffalo running back. Um, they're, man, they're since, Yeah. I don't even since uh, LeSean McCoy left. Right. Yeah, they're loaded. They're awesome. Um, I mean, yeah, they're they're exactly who everyone thought they would be, which is hard to do in week one. Um, was it LeSean McCoy that played there? Yeah. That's why he was there. Next one, I got Saints-Falcons up here. I don't know if you have that as well. Yeah, we can just go. I mean, Saints-Falcons. Yeah. Saints-Falcons. Um, 
I don't know. I guess I would say I. So a lot of these I had to watch the highlights of. So I'm sorry mm. if I don't get a lot of things right. Um, my biggest takeaway from watching the highlights was that Atlanta is just always going to be Atlanta, no matter who's playing, yeah. no matter who's coaching, no matter who's the manager. Yeah. Whatever happened in that Super Bowl will not go away. Another 15 point. They absolutely that blew just, it. Yeah, that just gone. They were the better team for a really long time. I mean, Jameis figured it out a with very the receivers. Long time. Michael Thomas was really impressive. Till like. But I, I mean, late in the third. In the game. I think I think the Falcons had the ball in like the Saints ten to go up like twenty, and mm-hmm. Mariota fumbled. Um, but I think Atlanta's going to do this. I think a lot of bad teams this year are going to do this. That they're going to hang around because there's a lot of bad teams in the NFL this year. Was kind of my biggest takeaway, especially the NFC's worse than I thought. Um, yeah. And I, I think the Falcons are going to hang around in games. Not that they're going to beat anyone. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This is what we thought it was. We both had the Falcons, and they should have won. So. Yeah, and I think there's two things, two two sides to look at this for the Falcons. Um, you know, like Drake London played well. You're not you're not expecting too much out of this team. Yeah, it's a weird year. Marcus Mariota is your quarterback, and Cordell Patterson is your running back, who continues though. I will say for Cordell, continues to make plays. Yep. Um, for the Saints side, when you look now after what happened on Sunday Night Football, and we think about you know playoff teams possible in the DJ Dallas just murdered someone. Oh God. Um, and you think about playoff teams in the NFC when it comes to that six seed, that seven seed. And after what we saw in Sunday Night Football, the Saints now this turned into a big win because just yeah. to be one and zero like this, come back and win um, with how weak it is in the middle middle tier of the NFC, this could come back to a game that changes whether or not the Saints make the playoffs. Could agree more. Um, Slant Boy, I guess he has two games left. He pissed me off. Just th- I don't even know. I just yeah, he was great. Him. He was great. He pissed me off. Chris Olave played well. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the Saints are. They play Brady next week, so we'll see if they can keep that streak going. But very big, very big time win. Uh, the next one, we're both wrong on this one. The Bears. Bears, 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 Bears. Eber fleeced is what they like to say now in Chicago. The 49ers got Eber fleeced. Yeah. Um, they played in an absolute monsoon. Justin, my question for you. Week one overreactions, underreactions. Eberflees, Campbell, better coach. Thoughts? Um, Are we ready to move the needle at all? Look, I, look, it didn't it didn't go well for me. Certainly not, especially after what we saw from Dan Campbell's coaching decisions. Um, it did, <laughs> look, that that wasn't going to be for me, and I, I will. I think it's early. It's over. It's week one. Let's mm-hmm. see what happens after a full season. But you know, look for my Bears friends out there. I hope I eat my words. I hope I do. There we go. I, for yeah. you guys, this game, Gross. I had this one for a while on the big screen just because I expected. Uh, I just expected it to be fun with the rain and, yeah. and everything. It was pure art. There's a picture that I have on my phone that I'm going to show you, Zach, where it's just like the the, the lines on that field. Oh my god! It's it's, it's just... pure art. Anybody who complains about bad weather like that, grow up. It's yeah. football. It's supposed to be played outside. And guess what? When you play outside, stuff like that's going to happen. We haven't seen a game like that since the Monday Night Football between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Miami Dolphins when it was an absolute Gosh. monsoon two days after they replaced the field. So what? Once every 10 years we get a football game like that, enjoy it because cool things happen like Justin Fields and the entire Chicago Bears team sliding in the end zone after doing oh. really sick poses and, and pictures. What a moment. So. I don't want to hear anybody say, well, the weather, the weather. It's every, both both teams have the weather, okay? Yep. And the Chicago that, Bears came out on top. Yeah, that's a – like, I, I I would totally admit that I'm not ready to make any takes about Trey Lance based off this game because no. of the weather. That is fair. Yep. He's clearly raw. He's clearly 
we know this though. He's not going to be the best passer this year. Like, so I'm not going to put this game against him in terms of that. But the Bears, yeah, the Bears played in this weather too. Yeah, Fields made different throws that Trey Lance did not make. And I said it about Eberflus. I don't know if he's going to be the best coach or not, but that defense is going to fly around. And yep. they flew around and they made the plays they needed to make. Um, and they found a way. And I think the 49ers are going to kill some teams, run the ball over. And I think they're going to have some games like this where I know the weather was a problem, but Trey Lance is going to really struggle to find a rhythm passing. And teams are going to hang in there against them. So Yeah, when you were up 10 0, yeah, just control. controlling the game, yeah. uh, to just lose it like that against a Bears team, I mean, it just shows a lot about. I think the growth on the Bears side. Yep. Um, I'm kind of going to talk about my things that is similar on with the Giants, but it's. Just, I think both teams are similar from the Titans, yeah. 49ers to you Ex- guys and the Bears. Exactly similar. It's just they, like that. The way they responded, that doesn't happen last yeah. year. Um, yeah. And for the Niners, look, it's it's one game. It was awful weather, like you said. There's no reason to talk about Trey Lance in any aspect because it's almost like if these teams played ten times or a seven game series, like I, after a game one like this, you still pick the Niners to win the seven game series you do yep. Yep. and so I you know you're not going to have 16 more games of weather like this uh we'll see more of Trey Lance but no matter what even good weather Trey Lance like you said is going to have games like this where he just struggles yeah um I'm surprised the run game didn't look as great yeah, for San Francisco great. Elijah Mitchell getting hurt like always yeah. so I don't think that we can even blame it on that but I, I think it was hard for them to create plays with Debo Samuel because an issue like the 49ers offense when you think of rain like this or field conditions like this is they do so much across the field, right? Sideline to sideline when it comes to setting up plays like getting the ball. If you see Debo get the ball in his hands, he's yeah. running sideline to sidelines on that initial yeah. when he initially has the ball. So that, you know, making that first cut up field after and weather conditions like that, like I, I just don't think the weather necessarily helped them as much in that sense, like specifically with the run game when they do a lot of these weird handoff and jet sweeps. So I, I will give them that, but it's going to be interesting to see a team like 49ers moving forward when you have pressure of a quarterback on the bench who's led you guys to multiple NFC championships and a Super Bowl. Yep. So. And this is another one of those teams that the Bears are labeled bad, the Falcons are labeled bad, another team, Houston. Like, if you go out there and you play harder and you get belief early on, like, it's hard to put teams away like that. Yeah. So big for the Bears, happy for that fan base. One no, that's big time. Um, next one, all-time game. All-time game. Phenomenal game. Um, Steelers, Bengals. Justin and I both didn't have the courage to take Pittsburgh. We thought about it. And you certainly can't be surprised. This is Mike Tomlin. He's the best. Yep. They just win. TJ Watt was ridiculous yep. on defense. Um, since he obviously, the O-line concerns, they'll get better. Burrow was really bad early on. But like always, Burrow stayed calm. It was awesome at the end. Jamar Chase didn't was awesome. The stars were awesome. Yep. The stars were awesome. Mika. Um, yeah, Mika. With the block, McPherson makes a 60-yarder and then misses, what, like a 33-yarder in overtime for the yeah. win? Yeah. Boswell shanks one, then hits one. Hey, this game had everything. Um, I don't know if you have any overreactions from it from a Pittsburgh side, from a Cincy side, but that's just one of those for me where it's like, all this happened, and it's like, all right, I just kind of wash it all out and we yeah. next week. I have, I think for the Bengals, uh, it sucks to lose the division game this early, but, you know, I, what, last year, did were they the ones who wiped a team? Last, like, was it that they wiped Pittsburgh last year? So was, Pittsburgh went to Buffalo and won in a similar kind. Yeah, of, yeah. It was everyone was on I Buffalo. Knew it was, mm-hmm. Steelers come in and steal it. And it's things like this are going to happen in a division, like especially when it's a divisional opponent. Like yeah. it's it you kind of balances out more because you get to play them again. But um, I will say I've always been a big preseason guy. I have been, uh, and I think this kind of showed specifically in the first half um, on the Pittsburgh side of the ball. Yeah. 
I wouldn't be as excited about this win as they are in the sense of, Zach, when have you seen an offense or defense, I should say, create so many turnovers and still like not win in a lucky way because it's football, everyone is missing, but there was times where it was like, this game's over and and the Bengals win. Uh, I, I think that's a little scary to have the ball that many opportunities. I don't even know if they really had any turnovers that on their side. Um, like I mean, Mitch didn't. I mean, throw Pittsburgh's a pick. offensive line is awful. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, Mitch, Mitch didn't even throw a pick, but to just have to win the turnover battle by that much and need overtime and some missed field goals to go your way in order to win. Yeah, I think that's a little concerning, and I don't know who to place blame on. I just think it's talent at that point. But um, every game Pittsburgh's going to play in this year is going to be gross. Yeah, be gross. and that this is how they need to win football games. They yep, need they're fine with football. it. Yeah, for Cincy, I wouldn't overreact, but no. like we talked about in the AFC. This loss is going to hurt late. Yeah. It's going to hurt late. Depending on if these teams are what you know, we projected them to be, these games you can't lose. Yeah, it's now it's you think like when it comes to division standings, you know, yeah, we have to sweep the Browns. We loss. have to, yeah, yeah, we have to beat Pittsburgh one more time. We have to split the Ravens to go four and two in the division. Yeah. Which yeah. four and two in this division is, you know, that's what is necessary in order to make the playoffs. Yep. Um, so putting yourself down a game after week one, that is tough. But it at the end of the day is week one, and we've not seen the Bengals. The Bengals are going to have fluctuations all year. Yeah, Joe Burrow is not going to play that bad um, again. I mean, he did it. Didn't he do it last year against Indy too? Where it's like he just kind of has uh, this game. Chicago, he had three picks in like week two, I think. Yeah, it was, yeah. he always has these games. Yep. So they'll respond. Not worried about them. Um, all right. Eli Apple got Moss. That was funny. Man, I knew you were going to say something. Um, would you like to talk about your Eagles? They're on the next game. 38-35, but I think we both could agree in no way was this 38-35. Unless no. you don't think so. No, I, th- I, th- I don't think it was. Uh, first thing I have to say is I like I, I had a lot of expletives towards you when I was sitting here during the 1 o'clock games because oh. of A.J. Brown. Like, what yeah, the hell? You might hear him later in some awards. That was so... How many slants did he catch? Dude, what was that? It was just like... <laughs> Devontae Smith didn't even get a look. I was, Dude, I wasn't even like... I had it on red... I, I have, what, three TVs here? NFL Sunday Ticket wasn't working, which is yeah. a completely different story. So I had the Bears game on, the Colts game on, and I had Red Zone on. And every stupid time I looked at Red Zone, it was another A.J. Brown catch. It was absurd. So that's scary. Um, however, you know, uh, this is just kind of... Well, you know the Lions. I think they came back, but it, they did this against the 49ers yeah. last year too. They, and that's just what they these kind of teams do. Yeah. Uh, the onside kick that's yeah, questionable. Always. I James Bradbury getting a pick six hurt, but at the end of the day, Jalen hurts. Uh, Jalen hurts went what eighteen for thirty two. So yeah. you know that's not good. So that my Jalen hurts at least if at the end of the day when the Eagles win football games, but Jalen hurts isn't the reason why they won football games. I can sleep happy at night. Well, the, that's my t- you know I have those. If you got Jalen hurts like. I, he played well, and yeah, he might have problems down the road. If the Eagles have a lead, they are going to be damn tough to beat. They skim their run game well. They have the playmakers and A.J. Brown to bail them out, and their secondary is phenomenal. So the Eagles, if they get a lead in games, are going to be really hard to come well, back I, Even though You say that, yeah, back. you say that, and then they were up 31-14. I mean, they, they're up 38-21 and kind of threw in the towel, but yeah, they did get a comeback on them. So. But, yeah, I mean. I just oh, have to take those things. Did he get in? I don't think so. He definitely was down, though. Yeah, that sucks. Sorry for um, the bad podcasting of trying to watch the game. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, from the Eagles' side, you know, it was a weird end of the game. Uh, A.J. Brown looked phenomenal. You had, Like, the, your new additions, like, your your new additions, not from Jordan, free agency, but trading. Like, did you see this trade. Jordan Davis? 
Uh, I don't know, but just like I'm talking about, just not draft class, not draft class, but trade or trades and free agents and everything. Yeah, Those James guys Bradbury. stepped up and made plays, which is what you need. Which it does that stuff doesn't necessarily happen in the NFL. It's hard to build a team like that um, and add those pieces from free agency and trading. So the uh, here's a little stat for you: the Eagles allowed 2.9 yards per carry when Jordan Davis was on the field. That's pretty, just that's pretty, just when he was not. 10 yards per carry. Jesus Christ. So he's going to be a big deal this season. Um, yeah. So we'll see. The Lions, that's the same Lions team we saw last year. So we'll see if it changes. That's all I have yeah. to say about them. If you're a Lions fan. Their defense fan, is horrible. If you're a Lions fan. Their defense fan, is horrible. If they're horrible. Also, what was your truly your expectations this year? Like seven wins. Okay. This wasn't one of them. Everyone right. knew it. You guys competed till the end. Whatever. When they got up 7-0 though, I did hear Ford Move Field on. was absolutely rocking. So that's yeah. Dude, that place can get loud. Yeah. We've just never seen fans in it, so. No, I, I, like, I don't, I think I've ever said it on the podcast before, but uh, I had a fraternity brother who was the nephew of Pat Shermer. Yeah. So when the Giants played the Lions and we were like, we're down, what, we are like an hour and a half south of Detroit at, at college, um, I went into the game and he gave me on-the-field passes. Yeah. And I was on the field, like, for pregame, and it was just like, it wasn't even that packed, but it was just so, like, deafening for some reason. I don't know why. Yep. The Dome can do that. I love Dome football. Um, only for that reason. Only for the sound and the pressure change. Now. Only for the sound and the pressure change. Shout e- out the RCA Dome. Eagles, oh, best. Eagles win. Next one, Pats Dolphins. I mean, not much to say here. Pretty much exactly what we said it was going to be. The Pats are bad. Not that Tua was great. The yeah, Pats Tua, had, whatever. Yeah, I mean, this is literally what we what Tyree we Kill was just yeah, the, being the, Tyree Kill. The Pats just don't. They don't have the juice. They don't. They did not make the plays we usually see the Pats make. It was against them. They had the strip sack for a touchdown. They threw it to the end zone and deflected up in the air and picked off. Like it's just not the same Pats. So no. and I, I think it's a talent thing. I think that's an offensive scheme thing, and, and I just think a, that's a yeah. quarterback thing right now. It's a lot because in the NFL, in the modern day NFL, if you if you say the team scored twenty points, you expect to win the football game. Like in all honesty, if you say the other team's going to score twenty points, most people would be like, all right, that should be a win. Um, and for the Patriots to still lose by two possessions, yep. it's not that good. I think everyone, at least I did, expected this from the Patriots this year. I think it's going to be really, really ugly football for them. I w- it makes me worry about them a, a lot more, and I don't want to say this is an overreaction in a sense, but to only put up seven points in a, in a football game and and never like allow only twenty points, and but never truly feel like you were in the game. Yep, that could be really bad. That's that could, that's a problem. Yep, I and I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's anything more than just offensive talent and scheming. So yeah, yeah. Not so, any not any quick fixes in New England. Big one for Miami next week at Baltimore. That's going to be probably a better look at what uh, what Miami could be this year. Um, speaking of Baltimore. Another one we were both right on. I have zero words for this game. Yeah. I didn't watch the highlights. I chose not to. I don't care. It was nothing. Nothing. I, it was That's just... I mean, we thought it was going to happen. I think Joe Flacco almost threw the ball 60 times. Which Did was, he really? Yeah, he had 59 throws. Oh my God, his arm's going to fall off during mm-hmm. that. But yeah, that's what we thought. Double-digit win, way better team. That's just what's going to happen right now to the Jets. Ravens do that to bad teams. Uh, yeah. Next one. Always have. This was fun to deal with while my team was in a tie. Commanders 28, Jaguars 22. I was wrong about this one. Well, the, ja- the Jags... I wasn't wrong about this the one. The Jags had him beat. The Jags had him it beat. It was the most Carson oh. Wentz game ever. Well, he yeah, was on Carson fire. Wentz had him beat, and then Carson Wentz lost it. Correct. And then the Jags had to beat, 
and then the Jags lost it. Yep. Yep. They could both team, both players, both teams just not being able to stay out of their own way. Um, but Wentz made the comeback drive and they scored and Dotson was great and yeah, I, I this is one of those games where both these teams, I don't think you figure out anything about them from this game because they're both like I don't know what they are. Um yeah, I think Lawrence could still be better. Can't wait for next week for him to do it against us. But, yeah, I don't know. They, they should have won that game. I think coming into this game, I thought that the Jacksonville Jaguars would win this game. And my my one comment on it was, I'm curious to see how Trevor Lawrence played, and he did not play well. He's still missing throws. It's just, he yeah, he's missing throws, and he kind of just gets flustered in the pocket. Like, when he moves out of the pocket, you can just, like, kind of see, I don't know. I feel like when I watch him roll out of the pocket, like, there's it's it's not comfortable. Um in that against especially a team like the Commanders without yep. Chase Young, yep. uh, you're going to see a lot tougher defenses. You're going to see a lot tougher defenses in your own division, especially next week. So I'm curious to see what the growth looks like through the year. Uh, but that's my one thing that I was really looking at in this game. And on the other side, it was yeah, Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz. I was surprised to see Antonio Gibson was their leading receiver. I was surprised about that. I watched it to make sure because I'm like, if this guy started becoming the checkdown king as soon as he left us, and he had some, they had Gibson in the slot a lot. Yeah, and it he was, was, I mean, it was seven receptions. Yeah, so, so but I was I checked that. Cause I'm like, Should have been Terry McLaurin. Are you kidding me? Uh, we both just can't keep like, oh my god, Geno Smith just got clobbered. Are they going to call that? Don't call Pep. Great coverage, by okay. Sorry, there's just this game. Oh, they called it. We're doing a really bad job right now. I think he's saying that's taunting. I think it's. Foul. Oh, it's rough on the, the passer. passer. Oh my mm. god. Mm. All right. Um, next one. Browns twenty six. Panthers twenty four. I mean, a hell of a game. A very crazy game. Very crazy game. It's going to be one of the games that people don't talk about because yeah. of just I don't know why would you talk about a it? A lot of pregame hype, but yeah, no one really cares during. Like, it was pregame hype, but it wasn't fire. It wasn't like Lane Kiffington like no, get, get your popcorn ready. It was yeah. just like oh. A revenge tour, but then you look at the quarterbacks and you're like, never mind. Yep. No. Seven with the game-winning drive, uh, 58-yard field goal. I don't know if you were able to watch most of this, but it looked like Browns were in control for most of the time. Carolina kind of made a late run and wasn't able to close it out. That's kind of what I got from it. Yeah, it was I expect it was the Browns football I expected to see. Yeah, uh, they ran a ton. They sure. got after Baker early and it kind of let up a little bit. They ran the ball a ton. Nick Chubb looked great. Kareem Hunt looked great. Uh, there was a little bit of a comeback there, but at the end of the day, Cade York made like a 58-yarder. And I will yep. say the cool thing for the Browns fans is, is like it's a guy who drafted. and you know They've been very excited about him. And uh, I was like, relax. But. In the pregame warm-up, there was a beat writer who tweeted like, Cade, Cade York missed a 58-yarder from the right hash, moving to the left half, missed a 58-yarder. You'd think the third, third time would be the charm. No, it wouldn't. And then like dot, 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 this could get – it could be ugly or something. Yeah. This is all pregame. And That's then crazy. he hits a 58-yarder wow. to win with the doink. So. Yeah. That's – yeah. I mean, yeah, the Browns ran the ball well. Big drive by seven at the end, and Carolina's got – yeah. My fight. pulse of the nation of Cleveland is that after that game, they're like, all right, we know, like, they kind of have a taste of Brissette now where it's like, all right, this is what we're going to have to deal with all year. So it's going to be – I think they know it's going to be an ugly next 10 games. Like, they're yeah. going to have to really fight and battle. Yeah. I mean, it also should have been intentional grounding, but I don't really care to get into that. So Yeah, um, I agree. I don't care. Uh, next one? I think it's us. I think it is. We tied football game. We tied. It's better than a loss, Zach. It is. I have come to that conclusion. Um, it's better than better than a loss, but uh, this comes down to two people: Frank Reich and Chris Ballard. Yep. And uh, I'm saying this right now, before we even get into the preview next week. If we lose it, if we lose Sunday in Jacksonville, I have a very, very. I just have this feeling that Jim Irsay is call, calling it off. 
I think Frank Reich gets fired in week two if we lose to Jacksonville. If those, if you go 0-1-1 in those two games. It, it's, it was inexcusable. We started the game going run, screen, and then run on third and four. And I get we're a running team and all that. It, it sets the tone for such a soft freaking demeanor as DK just coughs it up. It, it, it was such a soft demeanor and such a soft way to start a week one when eight years of losing week ones, you want to come out aggressive. You want yeah. to set the tone. And we basically said... We're playing Houston. Yeah. We can run on third and four. It was complacent. It was bullshit. And I looked at Caleb as soon as we did it. I'm like, nope, we're in trouble. Yeah. And then we still should have pulled away. Like Alex Pierce dropped a touchdown that would have put us up 10-0. We fumbled snaps. Like a lot of weird stuff happened, I get. And I'm I'm not giving up until Sunday, obviously, because it's week one. Matt Ryan was really great down the stretch. Uh, we didn't have Shaq Leonard. But holy shit, to, for Ballard to have the stubbornness he always does and not address kicker when all summer – Everyone who knows an inkling of Colts football this summer knew why in the world are we so set with this guy being our kicker. I sent it to Mitch and Justin over the summer. I'm like, the guy they brought in to, I'm using air quotes, compete with Rodrigo went like three for 25 in camp. Yeah. And they let him stay the whole time because they wanted Rodrigo to get the job. He, what, I'm not going to use F-bombs, what kicker in the NFL kicks it out of bounds two times in a row? It wasn't even close to getting in the end zone. He couldn't get it there. And then I knew that field goal wasn't going in. Yeah, that one is No, tough. everyone knew it. I knew it. You can't kick two out of balance on a kickoff and then expect the guy to make a kick. But for all... It was, it was, a, bad, it was a bad kick. It was, it was all bad. It was one of the worst kicks I've ever seen. It was all really bad. With it all being said, it, I, think, I think the team really bought into Matt Ryan with the way he played in the fourth quarter. A couple 80-yard drives to get us down there. Showed something. Um, so I'm, I'm staying optimistic. It's just week one. Tying, if the Colts are what we project them to be, tying in week 17 and week 18 could really be the difference in us making the playoff yeah. spot and not now. It yeah. does matter that we did not lose the game. It 100% does. But it's absolutely effing inexcusable. That Houston team is horrible. And they just flat out played harder and more aggressive. And the only thing I'll say about Houston is Lovey Smith – is such a little bitch because it was fourth and two on the 50 oh, in overtime. I, yeah. And then after the game, he said it. We all thought it. And he just freaking said it. He's like, the tie was the better option. Yeah. They don't care. They'll take that. Yeah. And I wanted them to go for it because that time, you don't want to watch a tie. I'm like, if we lose, we lose. But I didn't think they were going to get it. So you, I get, In the moment, you're always like, I, don't, I hate ties. But then when yeah. you can take a step back, yeah. ties matter. It's just, it was such a soft move for a team that may not win a lot of games. But... Um, yeah, this is a Frank Reich and Chris Ballard mistake. It's been a Frank Reich and Chris Ballard problem for years now. And if we lose Sunday in Jacksonville, you might see the first coach fired in week two. Yeah. Uh, I really don't have much to add on it. Obviously, I'm not the Colts fan here. I will say I think the receiving core, I don't know if it was a bad game or what, but when you have – because who was uh, the other guy? There was another drop. That it was, you could say it was a good play by uh, Ashton Doolin. You I could give say that it was a, a little bit play. of a break. I, I give it a little bit of break, but at catch the same the, time, catch the freaking ball when you are that open and you have the ball and you're coming down with it. Like the, it, it barely looks like the guy touched the thing. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so I'm just saying, like I thought there was, I, I think the I don't know what you guys need to do to address it, but I think the receiving core needs to either hit the you know. The yeah. ball machine a little bit more or what, but... And, uh, and the one positive, he's not a top five receiver. He's not a top ten receiver. Michael Pittman is the number one receiver in the NFL. He was unbelievable. Yeah. But if he goes down, 
Holy shit, I might need to play receiver. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not trying to say this like this was say my it. thought. Say it. I'm not trying to be this in like a because we all know my stance on a certain player, but a guy like Odell would add a lot to a team like this. Yeah. I really think so. Yeah. Everyone's tweeting at TY. Look, it's not the TY's not the answer. It's not it's, TY. It's an Odell. It's it's someone bigger that we didn't do already, so we're already screwed. Yeah, because if you have bring like a guy like Odell and it's like if I need short yardage, just get yeah. the ball out and get it to him, sure hands. A guy like Odell brings it, he can breathe speed, he brings big play. I don't know when he's going to be ready, obviously, with the ACL. So it's probably not your answer because you need him now, not in week you know, 12. Yep. Um, but that was just my thought. And on the other side, a guy like Shaquille is going to be nice. A guy like that coming back to your defense, I think is going to add a lot. Both just touchdowns on the linebackers just yeah, out of place. Linebackers out of place. He might not be the best coverage linebacker, according to some of our friends, but he doesn't let up OJ Howard's two catches be wide open. <laughs> who, got here, who got there what, yesterday? Yeah, exactly. Uh, everyone in the everyone in the NFL, not just NFL fans, everyone in the NFL that wasn't in Houston found out OJ Howard was a Texan yesterday. Yep. Oh, that's a holding on KJ. I'm a KJ Hamler stand now. People forget. Um, but a guy like just the leadership, you know, that he brings, I think that that's going to be big for you guys. I agree. Houston side, you know, they're terrible. I, there's no, there's I, can like everyone can be like, oh, Davis Mills, like blah blah blah. Like Davis Mills didn't even play great. They didn't. He had. I mean, the touchdowns. They didn't put him in a position no, to make any but, throw. And he made no throws. Well, you the say that you're th- like, oh, well, then you look at his stats. He barely had a like. He was 23 for 37. So like you know, 50 percent if you round if you do the rounding. Like and he threw for under 250 yards. So it's not even like oh, Davis Mills is a great quarterback. It's oh. just I don't even. I think you're you said it perfectly. It was complacent football. When the defense finally made the play, that kind of sparked it. You knew it was going to happen if you, you were a Colts fan. Um, I was sitting there down 20-3. to three. I'm like, I don't know how, but everyone there knew. Somehow this is getting down to the end. Yeah, and when it was a 17-point game, I, I mean, I, I think I texted you. I was like, defense is going to make a play. There's no reason to rush. But at the end of the day, it's a three-phase game. It really is. And the third phase is what did you guys in, specifically late in the game, giving, giving Houston two more opportunities to either – you know, they didn't score – on those two opportunities, but when you move the ball from the 25-yard line to the 40-yard line, that punt. that's 15 yards on the punt. Exactly. So, exactly. you know, that, that means a lot more than just, oh, they did, well, they didn't score. Um, so, yeah, the three-phase game, I don't know. I think that you – I think you just bring in a guy now. I really do. Uh, oh, if there's not a new kicker tomorrow, Justin? Yeah. I, I don't know what I can personally do about it as you I'm saying it out protest. loud. Something's got to happen. Yeah, we no, he's gone. Protest. He's, he's gone. Because, I, dude, I will say, like – I I like everybody else in the building knew that Rodrigo wasn't going to make that kick. Everyone. And it wasn't like, oh, mentally after kicking two out of bounds. It wasn't even that. It's just like Rodrigo's never been known for a big leg. And when you're telling a guy have a big le- you have to have a big leg to even get the ball there, yeah. the accuracy out the window. I don't even know if he got the ball there. And he was, it was I, I, three I, I looked at it for a tenth of a second. No, it was immediately turned. done. It was yeah. immediately done. It looked like it was blocked. Um, but anyways... So yeah, I think for Colts fans, no reason to react. Uh, it's week uh, one. High alert Sunday though. High high alert Sunday. High alert Sunday. High no alert. reason to react yet. All right, let's go to something positive. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, to help out the Colts, I thought I'd do themselves a favor and just you it know, really did a lot them, for me. Yeah, it really make did. them you know hey, they're still oh my god, oh my god. Uh, they're still you know top of the division. The Giants beat the Titans. And I've been trying to think, I don't want to rant really too much. I'm just going to kind of go through a little thing. I've been going through my head a lot about what I wanted to say. I'm going to miss out some things, whatever. But when we, when they went down the field easily on us, Zach, or no, wait, sorry. We went three and out, punted the ball. The Titans get the ball back, march 
all the way down the field, put up seven points. I went from standing to like sitting on the couch, leaning forward. And when it was a 13-0 ball game going into half, our offense had zero life shown in them. Our defense just couldn't stop the pass like Ryan Tannehill. I'm sitting down on my couch and I'm like, here we go again. Because last year, last year when you play football like that, I have something to be mad about. I'm I'm mother effing Dave Gettleman. I'm mother effing Joe Judge. I'm mother effing Jason Garrett. I'm mother effing Evan Ingram. I'm everybody's getting it. I'm mad. I want changes. Now I had to sit down quietly and just watch it happen because I, I don't have anything to be mad about. It's a part of the process. I knew it was going to happen. Maybe three years down the road, this we're playing like this. I could be mad, but I have to trust Joe Shane. I have to trust Brian Dabble. I'm just going to have to take this beating like a man and just deal with it. Then something happened in the second half, and I don't know what it was, but it's stuff that as a Giants fan, I haven't experienced in quite some time where, you know, the offense came out and just started making plays. Saquon Barkley started making plays. Daniel Jones, like, I mean, he didn't play great, but started making plays, although he had the fourth highest passer rating, I guess, in the NFL. And then, you know, we kind of, we bring it all the way back. And then we, we give ourselves opportunity and we keep blowing it with the, like, what they, they muffed a punt on the 11 yard line. Daniel Jones was one of the worst, one of the worst interceptions that you can possibly see from an NFL quarterback. Then they get the ball back and we get a stop and you're just like, there's no way that we can go down the field and get get a touchdown like there's just no way I've seen this too many times I'm gonna get my hopes up I'm gonna stand up we're gonna drive down the field it's gonna be like like what was the was 2020 when it was like four games in a row we had a game winning drive opportunity and it's just like you just sit here and you're like I know it's gonna happen Saquon Barkley makes the big play and I've been hard on Saquon Barkley for a while I will own up to my hardships on Saquon Barkley. I still don't think number two overall is great for a running back. I don't. I'll die on that hill. That doesn't mean that I cheer against the player because what he did yesterday was awesome. He single-handedly, without him, we don't win the game. You can't say that a lot in the NFL. You can't. You really can't to be like, at, in a game, if we don't have this player, we do not win. I can say that about Saquon Barkley yesterday. He breaks off a big run. Luckily, the fumble went out of bounds. We get ourselves down. Great, great, great play calling in the red zone. Something I haven't seen in a long time from this offense. We score the touchdown. Daniel Jones is making great. Like there was one where it was just like, I think it was a run play. Everyone, because the way the wide receiver blocked it, it looked like the wide receiver was blocking. Like it was a run up the middle for Saquon. It was going to get stuffed. It was like a must on a third or fourth down. Daniel Jones just pulls the ball out, gets the two yards, gets out of bounds. We reset. And then when we finally score the touchdown, you know, everybody, I, Having Joe Judge as your court, I mean your coach, like you, you take the one and you go into overtime. You're like, all right, we're going into overtime, and whatever. Then we go for two, and that play call, Mike Kafka, that was straight out of Kansas City. They yeah. ran the same shovel pass play. It worked when, and then you look at the clock as a Giants fan, like they still have a minute left. That's too much time. I'm not saying that's too much time for Ryan Tannehill. That's too much time for the New York Giants Correct. defense. We've seen it. How many times last year, as I was saying, like last two minutes of a half, the New York Giants are going to get cooked. Well, we got cooked. Every time it was a third down and we had an opportunity to just kind of put the pressure on them with a fourth and in, in mid uh, yard to mid yard to gain. Darnay Holmes got a holding penalty, you know, five yards, automatic first down, things like that. They get all the way down the field and just like, I've seen this script too many times. We're going to lose on a game winning field goal. And finally, it breaks our way. And the, the field goal's missed. And that just hasn't happened in my life in so long. It was just kind of like how the Bears fans probably felt, where it's just like every time, you know, like you're down at halftime, the last regime, the game's over. 
your quarterback makes a mistake. The last regime, the game's over. Like Brian Dabble went off on Daniel Jones on the sidelines. It it changed the game. Like things like that didn't happen last year, you know, or the last couple years. And and so that was kind of the thing for me where I don't even want to talk like technical. It was just like the culture that clearly is installed in this team we have not had in so long. And that culture legitimately won us a ball game. Legitimately won us a ball game. I did not expect to win that game. When it was 13-0, I was sitting silently on my couch being like, this is going to be the longest afternoon ever. And we won, and I'm happy about it. 1-0. I've been able to say 1-0, and guess what? 2016. Fun fact. Dave Gettleman, while he was our GM, never had a winning record at any point. Yeah, that's tough. Fun fact. Evan Ingram never had a winning record with us. Those two leave, and we go 1-0. So that's my weird spiel. Hopefully it wasn't too long. Thrilled for you. Big time win. My dad was texting me on the last drive, and I pretty much told him it's nothing against the Giants, nothing against Justin, because boy, we were both pulling for the Titans hard or the Giants hard. But as someone who has sat on this couch next to you for two and a half years, I could not believe that it did not go in. I could not it, believe it. it I, I I pretty much told my dad just let me know when they're in field goal position because I know damn well they're getting down there. <laughs> dude, somehow. it was. So just text me if he makes or misses it. And I I was just looking at the bubble because you like when you're waiting for the text, and I was just waiting for like went in. Titans win, and I got the mist in all caps from my dad, and I just looked at it like, "That's new." So it never it was awesome. Happened. It was big. Uh, my only thing for the Titans would be I mean, you said everything on the Giants side. My only overreaction take would be, I only like keep an eye on it. I'm not saying Ryan Tannehill had a bad game. This team really, really, really lacks weapons. Really lacks weapons. Oh yeah. You might have to play Malik Willis. Because he might give you a different aspect to the game. He might have to come in. He might have to take over the job. He might have to be in some packages. You need something else this season. Yep, completely to, agree. To provide anything, because and Ryan can run and he he make he makes plays and all that. But for what he is it for what he is and what their roster is this year and personnel wise, boy, are they going to need something because they're not going to be able to pull away from teams. It's just it's not the same. So I I would look for Malik Willis to maybe get in some packages next week at Buffalo on Monday night, and then maybe we start the discussion where he takes over the job, and not because the Titans are necessarily doing bad, because this team definitely, uh, this team desperately needs yeah. a weapon not named Derrick Henry, and I, I just can't believe they traded A.J. Brown. Yeah, if we want to get on the technical side, especially for the, like, first of all, Ryan Tannehill had all day. We didn't have our two yeah. top pass rushers playing, and he still didn't play great. He, he had the drives you know, at the end of the game to get them in field goal position, but he didn't play great in the middle of the game, besides the first drive and the last drive. Derrick Henry had 21 carries. You're like, all right, 21 carries for for um, Tennessee given to Derrick Henry. Like That's what you expect, and he was held under 100 yards. Yep. Uh, you know, that to only... To play a beaten up Giants defense in the sense of like not having two starters on the defensive line, a young secondary that can't guard man to man, save their lives in a man to man defensive scheme, only being able to put up twenty points. Like you said, there was just no big plays yesterday from them. There really wasn't, no. and that they got lucky. I mean, that completely changed the game because they were their defense. Oh my god, swallowed us up until the very end. Yeah, they're well. Co- that's variable. I mean, they're gonna be good defensively. Jeffrey Simmons, how was that? That's fun to deal with. Dude, holy shit. He, no one talks about that, man. He is so good at football. It was... I was going to... We're going to talk about seconds later. New, new ones, but like, I didn't want to give all my yeah. awards in yeah. one game, but my lord. He's crazy. It was absurd yeah. what that man did. I mean, yeah, they scored on a freaking swing on first and 20 where the Giants clearly just had a miscommunication. Like, their, play, their touchdowns were... It's just... They might have some issues. I'm just saying, like, to not be able to pull away from a team like this... Right. That's going to be a problem. Because when you play a team like Indianapolis or when we just run uh, the list, 
any single They're team in the Buffalo AFC. Buffalo next Monday night. Yeah, Buffalo next Monday night. Oh, wait, Kansas City. You know, those kind of teams like that, uh, it's going to be a little bit harder to play defense on them. They're, you're not going to be able to have opportunities to be up two possessions most likely. Yeah. The fact you can't hold two possessions leading at the Giants. So Terrible. Big for us. Big for the South. First place. 1-0, baby. <clears throat> Very happy for you. Next one. Um, let's go Chiefs-Cardinals. Don't, don't uh, have a lot to say. I, I, I don't either. It's exactly what we said it was going to be. This is going to be a bloodbath. Yep. The Mahomes offense was going to be just fine. Yep. I think I think Pat Mahomes was a little pissed off, in case you didn't yeah. know. Um, he let you know. So It was all too – it was like he took what the defense gave him. Yep. 30 for 39, just taking what the defense yep. gives him. The Cardinals had the most dumpster fire offseason, and no way were they going to come out in week one and do anything but what we just saw. So uh, Is Hard Knocks – Arizona in season not going to be starring Cliff Kingsbury mm-hmm. after I mean it. It's a good question. It was a it was a bad game. I don't know what's going to happen because it's like I mean you go they, they have the DeAndre Hopkins excuse for six weeks until it, you know I know but you go Raiders oh, Rams no it's a bad football Eagles team. before then and it's just they're bad they're horrible they only scored in the fourth like they're horrible. So, I mean, they obviously, the Chiefs are not fun to play week one. I'm just saying, so I don't know if you go, who goes first? Is it, you're going to say Cliff goes first or you're going to say Kyler goes first? Because I have a funny feeling that with the expectation that this team has, yeah, you have the DeAndre, the DeAndre Hopkins, you know, six game thing that you can talk about, yeah. but I have a funny feeling there's going to be a big change and it's going to be one of those two. Oh, best believe Kyler's going to start throwing Cliff under the bus. He doesn't care. Oh, no, no he way. He's now 0 47 on double XP weekends. Yep. Which is um, so funny. I actually want to do the Sunday night one first. Let's save the last two good games for okay. last. Because the Sunday night game doesn't deserve to get talked about last a lot either. We pretty much said the same thing on this one as well. The Cowboys are a horrible football team. You saw it. Uh, if they don't have Mika Parsons, I don't know what the score of that football game is. Yeah. Their season's over with Dak, Dak out. It's yeah. pretty much that simple. Yeah. Uh, NFC East is for the Giants. Take now. We had the sure. best performance of week one. We're but gonna, we're gonna, Okay. It was... <laughs> Yeah, it was bad. It was it was one of those games where you had these pri- look. There's what thirty some odd primetime games a year. Like you're gonna have these to happen, but it was one of those where you kind of put it on, and at some point you like start cleaning the house. You just, you know you you watch a little TikTok, you scroll through Twitter, you look up when you hear somebody's voice, you know, get a little louder, and you go back down to do what you're doing. Like it, there was just nothing involved in this game. Yep, yep. It was yep. I mean the the Bucks offense certainly wasn't. Crazy. I don't think they. I don't think Tom really cared. I think he kind of knew the run game was working. Dallas wasn't going to score. Yeah. So he's took whatever. Leonard Fournette looked. He was best awesome. That I've seen him since. He looked awesome. Yeah. And then he doubled up, doubled down by being even better on Twitter today. Also, yeah. First of all, I'm. Why was the Mika Parsons getting chip blocked, getting more like this needs to be taken out of the game than oh, Kayvon, oh my god, than Kayvon Thibodeau getting absolutely cheap shot by Random Moss's son? That pissed me off. By the way. Talking about Twitter. Yeah, it's uh, some defensive end. I think Von Miller said, like, yeah, it shouldn't happen. Such a, a crazy he hit him hot. He hit. He, hey, Mika, welcome. Everyone was saying, Kayvon, preseason, welcome to the NFL. Welcome to the NFL, Mika. It's going to happen, brother. You're going to get chip blocked. I thought that was clean. And I'm tired of it. It's totally clean. I think, he was, I think he was mad that they were calling it a pancake, which, which it was. Well, it was. Because it is a blind side. It is like a. It, sh- it should be a pancake every time. Yeah, well, Kayvon Thibodeau got rolled up on it. Everyone was like, oh, well, you just got to know if he's going low, brother. Stupid. Can we get to the next game? Yeah, we can. Um, Vikings-Packers. Oh, looks like how about that? Had a bit of a week. Skull! 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 <laughs> I mean, this was exactly what we said it was going to be. We, it, it was, we are who they thought they were. Yeah. 
The Packers week one do this. They looked Christian Watson, if he catches that, just like Pierre, you know, who knows how the game goes if Watson catches that deep ball. Oh, you mean, wait, you mean who knows how the game goes if Aaron Rodgers had somebody to throw to? Yeah, that, that, yes, that. And I saw a bunch of tweets at it. I still don't know how accurate it is or is not, but the lack of decision to put Jair Alexander on Justin Jefferson seemed to be a big headline. So I don't know if the Packers just kept him on one side, but it, it, from what I saw, from everything Twitter and the highlights, it looked like they had no interest in putting their best corner on Justin Jefferson. I just think they had Justin Jefferson. And I don't think it matters. Yeah, I just but I think that Justin he might be Jefferson the best just weapon in the NFL. Did everything from a talent it perspective. Was, it was in, it was just like from the get go. He told everyone he was doing it. It, it was just it. open. Yeah, every play. It's almost I don't have words for it. It was just every play was no. open. Zadarius Smith put on a show. He yeah. was pissed. That's why he came to Minnesota and he balled out. Yep. Um, we'll see what the Packers are. No need to overreact on either side because this is. What we thought it was going to be. You want to know one of the funniest stats, I think, of the weekend, if not the funniest stat of the weekend is? What? Guess who led uh, the Packers in receiving? Yards, I should say. Receiving yards. Mm, it's got to be someone weird. I I don't know. They're all weird, though. Like Sammy Watkins? No. Weirder. Uh, AJ Dillon? Yeah. Oh, that's a huge issue. Yeah, I mean, that can't. That's just, he, had, <laughs> he had the most receptions and the most yards. Yeah, and he's, yeah, Aaron Jones didn't touch and the ball. It's, he's, he's AJ Dillon, which if you yeah. guys don't know who AJ Dillon is, he's the most like pounds. Yeah. red zone running back you've ever seen. The most not third down life. back. Yeah. No, so we'll see what the Packers are, but I think everyone kind of thought this would happen week one. So Yeah, and I, if you're a Packers fan, look, no need to worry about it. The NFC is so weak, you can go 9 and 8 and still make the playoffs, especially after Dallas's, you know, shit show that we saw from yep. them. Uh, and if you're the Vikings, this is exactly what you needed to do. Exactly what you needed God, to do. That was fun. And now, guess what? Guess where we go next week? We go to Philadelphia. Oh, don't, no, you don't get to give them a pep talk right now. Wait till next week. That's ridiculous. Okay, I'm saying, I'm saying. <laughs> we we get to go Dude. to Philadelphia. <laughs> this is Dude, your team. You want to know? I I don't. I'm just gonna say this now. Like, you want to know how bad it is for my mind that we won a game? Yeah. Because I'm thinking, I got Carolina next week. Yeah. And they have yeah, that's first place. Soda, right? Stay Damn humble. It. Stay humble. Stay humble. I'm gonna get humbled really fast. Yeah, when, yeah. Really of all people to do it, Baker too for you would be yeah. detrimental oh, to your health. All right, last one. Raiders Chargers. Um, weird game. Weird game. Uh, Devontae Adams put on an absolute. Devontae show. Adams is the second best weapon in the NFL yeah. right now. I yeah, absurd. I've been very high on Derek Carr. I've always been high on the Derek Carr train. Yeah. I think he does a good job of taking care of the football. I think he always makes the right decisions. He was horrendous. He, he underthrew people. He forced stuff that was not there at all. Um, I don't know if this was just a week one in the McDaniel system and kind of figuring out what works and what doesn't, trying to find Devontae, trying to get other guys involved. Um, but he made it really hard on that offense to not be what it should be. And... Yeah. Um, yeah, the Chargers, you know, Chargers are a great team. Good win for them. But I think this was more of the Raiders kind of beat themselves here. And more importantly, Derek Carr beat, beat the Raiders today. I completely agree. You know, people are going to overlook the fact that, had, that the Raiders had a chance to win this game. Yeah, they had um, the ball. I felt bad because I sent a text to Mitch. Yeah. And I was like, let's go win some ball yeah. games because we both just had the yeah. ball with a chance to win. We did. Um, and I was trying to be positive, but it quickly ended. Yeah. And I, I will say, I think that... You know, it, it sucks that it was a division game. It, it, but this game reminds me a lot about the Bengals thing. And I can't, I don't want people to talk about the Bengals in one light and the Raiders in another light. The only thing that sucks more for the Raiders is it is the AFC West. But at the same time, it is a quarterback that we've seen what he can do in that he can win you ball games. 
in his first game in a system, you know, it it's never going to be it's not always going to be smooth sailing. Yep. In a situation like that against a tough a tough Los Angeles Chargers defense who made plays against him. Yep. But I don't want to sit here and say, "Oh, well Joe Burrow, you know, he he threw, I mean Joe Burrow played worse, you can argue. You know, they scored both 19 and 20 points. So I don't want to talk about the Bengals in one light and not give the Raiders and Derek Carr the same respect. So I agree. I, I don't think we should overreact. It does suck, though. I, I think everyone and their mother, though, although I, me and you both picked the Raiders, when you say on the— like, I when you the just, when Oh, you did? Yeah. All right, I picked the Raiders. Um, when you look at a schedule and you just say, okay, in the AFC West, every time you go on the road, Correct. you expect to lose those games. Correct. So it's not—we're 0-1. It is not an unexpected 0-1. Yep. Chiefs and Chargers Thursday night. I'm sorry, Chargers at Chiefs Thursday night will be a show. So we'll see what the Chargers can do. Yeah. Um, that's it for our games. Now we're going to go to a new segment. Kind of like the old Mark May, Lou Holtz days. We're going to helmet stickers. God, I loved helmet stickers. Helmet stickers. I'm going to helmet stickers due to Lou Holtz. Uh, we're each going to do an offensive player, a defensive player, a miscellaneous one, just a moment, a team, anything. Anything. And then we got Bozo yeah. dubbed over to end it, which Bozo. is your Bozo Clown of the Week. Um, so let's start offensively, Justin. Who gets a helmet sticker? And I hate to be this guy, but I'm going to do it. It's Saquon Barkley. Sure. He deserves it. He led the NFL in rushing yards this week. Uh, he was the reason why he won a game. Two big runs that ended those two runs that ended up in scoring drives for us. Uh, you know, he said coming into the year, he it was a revenge tour for him, or he's like, he's here to F everybody up, all that jazz. And to see him actually back it up week one and the way he played was different than I've seen from any other Saquon Barkley. He didn't do a lot of dancing. Now, Giants Twitter was weird about it. Like, he danced when he needed to dance because I think it was the two point conversion. He made a step back that two Titans defenders went by him, but then immediately lowered his shoulder and caught the end zone. He didn't keep dancing, so he made those when he, he has those moves in him. He made the moves when he needed to, but at the same time, we saw him finally just lower his shoulder and get yards. Uh, it was it completely changed our offense for us. And without Saquon Barkley, the Giants still win that football game. With that, Saquon Barkley is getting my week one offensive helmet sticker. Very well deserved. Saquon, I think, is a guy that easily is liked by Twitter on everyone. Everyone seemed to do well, so very happy for him. Um, I'll tweet at him, tell him. My offensive sticker is going to go to the quarterback out of Kansas City. Don't want to give it. He could probably earn it a lot, but I think he deserved it this week, like you said. 30 of 39, five touchdowns, uh, four of those touchdowns to different people. In complete control of the game. Definitely a statement moment for him to say, I'm still here. And he is my offensive sticker player of the week. Could have gone to Josh Allen as well, but we went Mahomes. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll keep we'll snake it. I'll go defense. My defensive sticker, I really wanted to give it to TJ Watt, but I'm actually going with a hometown indie boy, Pete Werner, out of New Orleans. Oh, Linebacker. Doesn't get talked about a lot with DeMario Davis no. next to him, but Pete Werner just had 13 tackles, 12 solo, and a forced fumble. Uh, that they did recover. So Pete Warner was an absolute monster when they needed him to be. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about Tyron Matthew. We talk about, you know, Demario Davis and all the secondary, Marshawn Lattimore. When you have a guy like that step up that way, that's going to help your team win. So the indie boy, uh, Pete Warner, helmet sticker of the week to New Orleans. Love it. My, you said the name already, TJ Wyatt. And yeah. uh, Y, number one, again, Pittsburgh doesn't win that game without TJ Wyatt. Number two, it's kind of an, it's a respect and honor thing for me. Um, he might be out for the rest of the season yeah. with the torn pack. I'm one of the last plays and, of the game. And, you know, I don't think it'd be right for him to go an entire season without receiving one helmet. I know he'd want us. it from us. I know and he'd want it from exactly. us. Exactly. And, you know. It's deserved. He, did, he deserved it without yeah. the injury, but with the injury on top of it, just thinking like, mm, he may never get this one back. 
Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say T.J. Watt. Nope, well deserved. The play the plays he makes are so backbreaking and dynamic that uh, oh, Russell Wilson just got he deserves it. Uh, yeah, T.J. Watt deserves it for sure. I I was thinking about him. Uh, and then who's your miscellaneous? Can you go first on the miscellaneous? Sure. My miscellaneous is gonna go to, to A.J. Brown. Uh, first game with the new team, set an Eagles record, I believe for. I don't know if it was catches in the first game or yards, something. Probably both. He was unbelievable every time the Eagles needed to play, whether it was a slant, deep ball. And when he catches the football, there are just not many guys you fear more in the open field than when A.J. Brown catches the ball, and he showed that in his first game. So helmet sticker, new Eagle, A.J. Brown. Ten catches for 156. Um, mm, see, I'm, I'm stuck between two. Okay. I don't know who I want it to be. I have to pick one. Can I tell you my two that yep. I'm stuck between? Yep. I'm stuck between Mother Nature and Chris Collinsworth. I'm going to go Chris Collinsworth. I'm going to go Chris Collinsworth. Um, Chris Collinsworth gets my miscellaneous helmet sticker of the week. Why? Because he laid it all on the line for us this week. I was tired of seeing the tweets of like, get him off my TV, blah, blah, blah. I can't listen to him. That was a man who gave America what they wanted. It was Sunday Night Football. And people forget, that was his second game in four days. Yeah, his voice is already kind of Second like game in four days. That you know, not many announcers do that. He's yep. not. That's he only does that one time a year. One time a year, and it was this this week. He had a little cold, a little throat cold, but he put it all on the line for us. Gave it all 110 percent. Delivered a great product on Thursday and Sunday night, and I think he deserves my respect. And I was tired of people dogging on him on Twitter. It made me mad. Sure, very so well Chris done. Chris Collinsworth gets mine. That's very nice. Um, now our, to finish up our show, the Bozo Dubbed Over Clown of the Week. Zach, let's describe the Bozo Dubbed Over Clown yeah, of the Week. Yeah, it's, it's basically an award we're giving out if you make a, an ass out of yourself. Yep. Uh, coach, a team, a player, a moment, a ref, anything. Um, so pretty much, yeah, fail of the week, I guess, something like that. Uh, mine's going to go to the entire Arizona Cardinals organization. Love that. Love that. Based off the summer to this week. Exactly what everyone thought they would be. They're a total dumpster fire, and they completely embarrassed themselves all summer and continued it up this week in week one by the Chiefs, getting absolutely annihilated. So the Bozo Dubbed Over Award, first ever, goes to Cliff Kingsbury and his entire organization. Do we think that they um, have a chance of getting maybe our most Bozo Dubbed Over helmet stickers? So they're definitely going to be in the running. Um, I wanted to put Lovey for the punt, but you can't do it because he played. He said he played for the tie, so... Whatever. That reminds me of another thing but, for the Giants. But yeah, I think David Coley would have been a popular one last year. I think your boy Dan Campbell might get in here a couple times because he can be a little emotional with his decisions. Hey, and we all... But look, one, know, of, our, one know, of our guys... We know what... Frank Wright today. I would have been okay. But we, we Staley might sneak in there a yeah, couple times. Yeah, I could see him getting in there. But for this week, we're going to go with the entire Cardinals team led by Cliff Kingsbury. Um... Mine, and I hate to go back to Giants because I don't want to like make all my seconds about the Giants always, but I truly think that this is deserved. Yeah, oh, this was, yeah. Please uh, get in the end zone. Todd Downing, uh, the offensive coordinator for the Titans. My bozo dubbed over, yeah. because I'll be honest, guys. When it's third and one yeah. and you need a stop, and, and Derek Henry is on the other side, you know, you get a little scared. But guess what, Zach? First of all, if you're like, we're not going to give the ball to Derek Henry, who people say is the best running back in the NFL... Uh, we're not going to do that in when we need one yard. What should we do instead? Maybe we Ooh, should like, run down the field. Just yeah. get a guy with his head down sure. running towards the first down. Sure. No. Instead, he did a jet sweep, yeah. which is a guy running not towards the first down. And the kicker is it was to a 
tight end. If it was like to a, I don't know, just some stupid receiver that I don't even know for the Titans, like, okay, maybe you're like the speedy guy, but they gave it to the tight end at the end of the day. Tight end jet sweep on third and one. If they get that first down and the game's over and you have Derrick Henry in the backfield, it doesn't get much worse on play call than that. I don't know how Vrabel doesn't like get on the headset and be like, hey, veto, veto, timeout. Let's change the play call there. Yep. That was really bad. Horrible. Horrible. That's what that's that was bad. Um, that's what happens when you lose Arthur Smith and a bunch of guys. So, uh, did he catch that? Oh, no. We were so was close. Was that third or fourth down? Uh, second. Second down. So, that's our show. We have a preview next week. Fun week one. Hopefully, next week isn't a complete disaster. And congrats to all your teams. We look forward to another week. One and out. Park takes out. What do you want to do? Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. Well, wait, baby, let's go. We're going to have a good time. Everybody, hey, hi, how are you? It's time to introduce a miraculous dude. Something similar to fairy tales that never came true. Yeah, I'll probably settle down in like a minute or two. It goes B, U to the RKE, like a RKO. Anybody that brings the negativity to tables while I'm trying to sing, I just pray when I'm the king that my crown got bling. Okay, I get it, I understand the process is rough. I'll just stick to that and beat shit and process I trust. I know it could be similar to looking at lust. Besides, three before and beat, they were sort of a bust. You know, I'm and only saying what I'm feeling is truth By the way, I think the cash fills the fountain of youth Because the revenue to kids is more important than food I'm the same, but from my view, it's sort of like fuel Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gon' pay just to watch, call it time spent We gon' party, get it started till this song hits Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gon' pay just to watch, call it time spent We gon' party, get it started till this song hits Yo, I need fucking buckets like I'm Ray Shrim Yes, funny future spit, they'll replace him Mumbo rapping came and went, now it's all hood But the shit that I've been doing actually sound good Yeah, I switch my flow up so I know you pay attention But these kids on so much shit that they can't even listen I could take all of their drugs, lay them on the table And they would tell me that it's fake, like it's all a fable Yo, when will everybody know that money isn't everything? After all, when people die, you think they get the fame and bling? Now they get the judgment that they knew they had to face In the end, better spend, heaven doesn't have a bank this is the type of stuff we never talk about whether time could take us over while we're falling out or if somehow the sundown could hold off a slowdown to allow my head to recount Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits
It's the beginning of ending the new trending type of artist Might be coming off corny, make way for the harvest Seems the ones that brag that they're closest are the farthest All these rappers dumb, they ain't smart Shouts to Marcus, that could be Boston or Mr. Henderson I'm talking TJ on the TV in the house I was living in When I was kicking it I'm talking 8 or 9 or 10 when I was spitting this Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits 